This is the New York Crimes, a radio play written and recorded by Kristen Felicetti. In the tradition of many radio plays of the past, this is a mystery series. Your heroes are two young brothers living in Brooklyn. In this first episode, they are hired by an eccentric former writer to work as private detectives for his company and solve cases around New York City. We hope you enjoy the program. appreciate everything you've done to help me. The second I graduated, you tried to make my post-college life enjoyable to make me like living in New York like you do. But I don't. I'm sorry. I can't believe you're saying this stuff. I'm not inviting you out because I'm trying to do some sort of charity for you. Olive? What about her? He left me there with her at Radagast last night. Sorry, there was a circus party at the Montrose stop. I had to go. No time to explain. Olive wouldn't have liked it. She was a physics major. Naturally, she hates things that defy gravity. You were trying to hook me up with her. She was not going to be able to drink that whole liter of hot brown on her own. Okay, look. I'm saying you won't have to invite me out with you everywhere when I don't really want to be there anyway. Maybe it's not cool to say, but I don't like loft parties. I don't like staying out until 4am and waking up at 3 in the afternoon. I just want to live up in the house in Westchester. I'll still come into the city from time to time. I'll even help you find a subletter for the apartment if you want. What are you going to do up there? Dad's friend Arthur has offered me some part-time work at his firm. That will get me out of the house enough. The rest of the time I'll work on writing, drafting, other projects. You can do that here. Everything's here. This is it, Wally. The two of us. Brothers. Going on adventures like we did as kids, but now they're grown-up adventures in New York. Getting fucked up every weekend isn't exactly the adult equivalent of building a tree fort. I do more with my life than that. I know, that wasn't fair. I'm sorry. I, uh... I want to be alone. I'm going to schedule movers over the weekend, and I don't want to drag this out, make it more awkward. Wally! I've got to go. I've got some stuff to take care of. I'll be back later tonight if you're going to be around. Wally, wait. I thought we said we weren't going to let it change things. That we were going to live our lives as if it hadn't ever happened. That's what they'd have wanted. If they were still around, I'd feel the same way. I'm sorry. That is bullshit. You're going to live in their house and be reclusive? You're going to do your drafting in Dad's study. You're going to take care of the plants in Mom's greenhouse. Fine, I know we made that promise. Think what you want, I'll say this, and try not to take offense. Maybe it hasn't been as easy to get over for me as it appears to have been for you. Something strange has happened. And what's wrong? I came home tonight and some of the stuff in the apartment had been knocked over, like there had been a struggle. And then I found this note on the kitchen table addressed to me. It says, Dear Wallace Wren, I regret to inform you that we have taken your brother, Albert Wren. If you wish to see him again, please come to the bar at the Big Sleep on 2nd Ave and 2nd Street in Manhattan at 9 p.m. tomorrow. Do not inform the authorities he is unharmed. We merely wish to speak to you both about an opportunity. Unsigned. What? I know, I tried calling Albert's phone. He doesn't pick up. I texted a few of his friends, called some of them. You're the first person to answer. Is this some kind of joke? Because I don't find it funny. I swear, I don't know anything. 
Sounds kind of like a joke to me. I don't know. Come on, you seriously think some Williamsburg henchman broke into your apartment, attacked your brother, and then left some sort of threatening note? I don't know. I'm thinking of calling my aunt. Maybe her parents have been involved in something shady. There's still a ton of controversy over the estate and their will. You poor little rich boy. Or maybe it's all Albert. I told him I'm moving out today, that I'm going to live upstate. Why do you want to do that? I bet he's throwing you a surprise goodbye party. By pretending to be kidnapped? He probably thinks it's an exciting game. I mean, he's telling you to meet these kidnappers at a bar, for God's sake, not a dark alley. It's kind of obviously a party. What bar did he say again? The Big Sleep. Oh my God, have you ever been there? Total dive. The only reason you go there is if you're bored and you want to talk to some crazy New York characters who've been junkies since the 70s. Whatever, not for me. But text me if your party comes back into Brooklyn. I'm up for going out tomorrow. Later. Dance with me, pretty boy. Play his song on the jukebox. He's all right, pal. Leave him alone. Sorry, sorry. I didn't realize he was with you. The Big Sleep, my favorite bar in New York. One of the few places in the East Village that hasn't changed. They used to play film noir movies here. All the greats. The bar's namesake, of course. That fine bogey and Bacall flick. And the Maltese Falcon. Touch of Evil. Lady from Shanghai. Until the TV got stolen. Now I think the name of the bar merely refers to the various states of unconsciousness that the bar's patrons inhabit due to their endless consumption of alcohol and downers. The place still is a great jukebox, though. Who are you? Where's my brother? Relax. Your brother's in the bathroom. I warned him about it. It's not pretty in there. Though I guess it's not too bad for us, but if you're a lady like my colleague here, you have to hover if you catch my drift. Hello, Wallace. Nice to meet you. Would you like a drink? Only Tecate and well whiskey to choose from tonight. Whiskey. Ah, there's your sibling. Albert. Wally. You came. Hello. Is this a joke? Were you abducted by these people? What? Gosh, no. I met Norman last night. He said he wanted to discuss a business proposal with us, but that I should not have any contact with you until tonight, when we all met. He said that he used a mildly alarming method to get you here. I guess that was it. Uh, sorry about that. Let me formally introduce myself. My name is Norman Avery. This young lady is one of my best employees, Lena Song. Hey. Norman Avery. Really. As in the same name as a reclusive writer, author of The Ellipsis and Risks. Yes, the same name, because I am him. Save me your skepticism. It's not interesting to me. I am about to offer you a job, and you can either say yes or say no. You can also ask questions if you need clarification. But please refrain from, is this a joke, or you're making this up. It bores me. I know I said it last night, but I'm such a big fan of your work, sir. The Ellipsis. That book was a game changer for me in college. Honored to be here. Thank you. I'll start. I have my own company that, for lack of a better phrase, could be called a team of private investigators. 
detectives. I hire them to look into various cases and crimes around the city. Crimes? There ain't crimes here anymore. Twenty years ago, when I first moved here, now that... Excuse me? Spare me your pre-Giuliani nostalgia. Mind your own friggin' business. You mind your own business. The only crimes in the city happen here in the big sleep. I haven't been stabbed here yet, but I'm hoping to be one day. Does anybody want to stab me? Anybody? Shut up. Yeah, shut the fuck up. He's not right, anyway. True, you can't screw a whore in the middle of Times Square anymore. Unless crack is blowing down the streets of the Lower East Side these days. Things are more hidden now. All sorts of nasty things happening beneath the shiny surface of gentrified New York City. What kind of cases does your company investigate? The cases are very diverse. They happen in many different neighborhoods, different social circles, and the severity of the crimes varies. A young woman on the Upper East Side wants us to follow her stepfather and make sure he's not planning to harm her mother. A young man wants us to foil a cute Asian gal who scabbed him and every other romantic male in Williamsburg. Catching a Wall Street douchebag who is committing tax fraud through his Park Slope Children's Charity. Catching another Wall Street douchebag who is running a kiddie porn ring on Coney Island. Stopping some asshole from roofing girls' drinks at clubs in Murray Hill. Other cases are much more complicated, more internal, or can't be summed up in a single sentence. Why us? We don't have any experience doing this kind of thing. No one I've hired does at first. They're all like you, aimless kids in their 20s, overeducated and underemployed, upper middle class to full-on trust fund, able-bodied, clean-cut enough not to arouse suspicion, dilettantes, plenty of intellectual ability, but nothing to do, nowhere to invest it until I hire them. I say you boys fit the bill. You are Albert Run. You graduated from Princeton University in 2008 with a double major in anthropology and physics. You are his younger brother, Wallace Run. You graduated from Yale in 2011 with a degree in architecture. Neither of you have full-time employment. How did you know that? Facebook. My account is private. They're changing the privacy settings all the time. You can look me up if you want. I have nothing to hide. Add me as a friend. Lena Song. Brown University, class of 2009, majored in semiotics. You are unaware of it, but you have met more than one of my employees during your various evening social excursions. They brought you to my attention, since I'm always looking for new recruits. I did some searching on your background, and I also had one or two of my employees follow you a couple of times. Great, great. We still need to discuss payments, salary, all that kind of thing, but we're interested. Very interested, sir. Albert, wait. What if we say no? No thanks. Then I will have someone track you down and break your legs. Hmm? Relax, no. Much less exciting. I'll just leave you alone. I will not be in touch with you again, nor make you this offer again. And you can go back to your little lives. But at some point you will wonder what would have happened, and you will regret not taking this opportunity. To answer your salary question, you work on commission. The pay is very good, much more than most kids your age are making at their entry-level jobs, and there are other perks that you will inevitably discover. But usually the pay is not why my employees do it. Most of them are like you kids, comfortable for life. No, they do it because it gives them, what was the phrase you used, Lena? Renewed purpose. Exactly, yes. 
But you too also have a unique and tragic circumstance that will motivate you as well, don't you? You're not just bored kids looking for excitement. Last year, your parents were killed in a horrific and violent car crash by a drunk driver who walked away with a dislocated shoulder and a minimal sentence. I don't need to be a psychologist to see that there must be a not-too-buried desire within you both to find and punish people who have done wrong. All right. If your company is really what it says it is, I'm in two. Great. Let's all cheers on this. We'll start you on a trial period. I've never had two brothers working together for me before, but I feel it could be an asset. The hipster hardy boys. Most of my communication with you will be through email. We'll get you training right away. Training? Sir, I will let you know that I studied Taekwondo from ages 8 to 16. That was some time ago, but I did make it to a brown belt. Who said anything about martial arts? No, you're going to take a couple acting classes. I will need you to be able to lie convincingly and pose as people different from who you are. One of my employees, Eva, is an aspiring young actress. Eva Reed, NYU, class of 2006, acting major. When she's not going on auditions, she works for me as an investigator and also trains new hires in the art of verbal deceit. The girl knows how to talk. I'm texting her right now. She says she can meet them tomorrow afternoon, 11 a.m. outside the Rosa Funeral Home on Wyckoff Avenue. She's not on a case right now. Why is she at a funeral? It's one of her acting things. She puts herself in sad situations and settings. I see. Uh, Lena, see that the boys have Eva's contact info and vice versa. I'll be in touch at a later date. Nice to meet you guys. Oh, and this is sort of related to the martial arts comment. You guys are pretty thin, but you don't really look like you're in shape. No offense. Uh, I suggest joining a gym and trying to work out regularly. Jogging and weightlifting especially recommended. You've been listening to the New York Crimes. When we return, a dame named Eva gives the brothers lessons in acting and lying. Also, the brothers are assigned their first case.